Hey, Julie, how are you? Good, Brian. Good to be with you today. Oh, yeah, it's great to have you back on our podcast. And how's your grandkid doing? How's your grandson? Oh, aren't you nice to ask? Um, this little fella came about six weeks early, but he is now robust. He's got good uh, fat cheeks, and um, he's <laughs> just doing great. Thanks for checking. Love it, love it. Well, hey, this is going to be a fun conversation. Um, again, I think most people know that are listening that Julie is our Senior Director of Community Benefit uh, and Continuing Care at CHA, and we're going to talk about uh, leadership, equity, and community health. Are you ready to do this? Can't wait. Okay. This is Health Calls, the podcast of the Catholic Health Association of the United States. I'm your host, Brian Rudin, and as I just mentioned, we have Julie Trochia with us. And we're also in a few minutes going to talk to Dora Barilla, who is the director and co-founder of HC2 Strategy. She also serves as the program director for the Community Health Investment Certificate at the University of Providence. We'll bring Dora in in a few minutes. But Julie, I wanted to start with you and really talk about um, health equity and community benefit. Um, Obviously, we at CHA have our We Are Called initiative. Uh, That's been uh, now up and running for about two years. And really, um, this is focused on social justice, health equity, and health care really being a priority for our members and for healthcare. Uh, as a whole. I guess my first question for you, Julie, really to kind of set the stage is, how has our emphasis on health equity, health disparities, translated into the work you and the team do around community benefit and community health? Well, you know, we asked ourselves that question, Brian. We Are Called is just an amazing initiative, and it's a whole organization. All aspects of CHA are involved, and all of our members, whether it's the quality programs, whether it's the um, safety programs, the clinical, um, they're all involved in looking at decreasing disparities and increasing equity. And we looked at, well, how does that impact community benefit programs? Um, And we decided very much. First of all, because racism is a public health issue. CDC has said that. The American Public Health Association has said that. And we know that that there are much higher rates of illness and death in communities of color um, when it comes to um, asthma or heart disease or hypertension, diabetes. And those are the things we're picking up on our community health needs assessment. Um, I'd say the other thing that really motivated us is a real belief that while one organization can't solve the problem of inequities or or disparities, working together, we can make a difference. Working with our community partners, uh, we can make a difference. So we just found it very vital to community benefit. Yeah, this came up. We had our Community Benefit 101 uh, meeting, which is a, a gathering of community benefit professionals, uh, not only from Catholic healthcare, but really from healthcare across the country. And I know every year you kind of walk through and provide some um, really valuable guidance in how to do CHNAs, which are community health needs assessments, how to measure community impact, you know, uh, working with finance departments on the tax, the 990 forms, uh, how to tell the story, which I always enjoy participating in. But we also recently updated our community benefit guide, which I think is is a gold standard uh, for helping people navigate all the things you have to do to plan and prepare for community benefit reporting and community benefit activity. Um, Obviously, equity and social determinants of health uh, have had a lot more uh, presence in those documents. Can you talk a little bit about um, maybe some, just give us a high-level um, overview of some of the changes we've done to our community benefit resources through the lens of health equity? 
Sure. I'd say that there's a real emphasis on how we develop our partnerships. And this is something I'm sure Doric talk about, too, because that's emphasized in the program that she's going to be talking about. But that we need to be present in our communities, really present uh, where uh, uh, people in our communities live and work. Um, we need to listen carefully, not just every three years when we have a community health needs assessment. So, Brian, we went through the whole book, um, starting with how you build an infrastructure, do a community health needs assessment, and looked at how we can build in equity, you know, starting with that infrastructure of are, are we talking about equity in our documents and our basic documents? Uh, when we have committees, are we looking at uh, the the uh, who is on our staff, who is on our committee? So we really went through the whole process to look at um, how can we make sure that equity is incorporated? Well, let's now bring in uh, Dora. Dora Barilla, again, is uh, the director and co-founder of HC2 Strategies, and for this conversation, we're going to focus on her role as program director for the Community Health Investment Certificate at the University of Providence. Providence, excuse me, uh, Dora. Welcome, great to have you with us. Wonderful, thank you, Brian. It's great to be here. So let's talk about uh, this Community Investment Certificate program. That was something that uh, last year CHA and the University of Providence, which is part of Providence Health, and maybe you can talk a little bit about that, uh, announced we're working together. Um, so I guess to start with, just tell us about this new program. Yeah, well, it's really exciting, Brian, and Julie's been really a champion for a long time Julie and I go way back in terms of our our work and and uh, you know a lot of our work together in the past and one of the things I was actually the vice president of community health investment for the system at Providence when we started this program and we just thought it was a perfect alignment with the University of Providence not only because of the alignment with healthcare but also the deep rich history and legacy of the the faith tradition you know that's so important when we talk about community benefit and we talk about community health what's you know like you were saying what are you called to this is so rich in the dna of a catholic health care that we just thought it was a great alignment to develop this program that it really gives people a, a foundational understanding so much of this was just the way we did the work and you know, we what we found is that leaders really needed some technical language, they needed common language, they needed the tools, the skills, the resources, and understanding really the history. Um, you know, often Julie Julie's famous for saying that we've done this long before any congressional, you know, acts or policy were in in place, you know, that this is just core to who Catholic Health. Uh, really is. And so the program is really designed to help develop those future leaders. And not only for those leaders in population health or health equity, but perhaps even being a foundation for those that become chief executives. Just because, you know, it's, it, the, the, you know, it's been a part of our history doesn't always translate into really understanding how do you make data-driven decisions? How do you understand the concepts of community health, population health, health equity, understanding the social drivers of health, and how do all, how do all of those synergies work together? And then also really looking at 
um, how this, you know, comes together in terms of a health system. Health systems, especially during COVID, really had a strong public health role. Mm-hmm. And to really understand how, as, as you mentioned, those community partners come into play and how you develop and align those partnerships so that you can improve overall health. So the program was really designed to help future leaders have the skill sets, understand um, history, where we are and where we're going, and really um, help apply those those skills of ethical leadership in in really looking at how we improve overall community health. So this was a certificate that we hope that many could come into, and whether or not you go on and have an advanced degree in public health or other uh, fields that this could be really foundational to understanding where the field of community health is is going. No, and I th- I think the fact that um, this is something that you know focuses on the work that really is it fair to say that happens outside the walls of our hospitals? Absolutely, and so often you know we get focused in on those four walls, and the reality is that people are only in our hospitals for a certain period of time. And if you really want to impact overall health, you have to. We often say, what are the upstream or what are the community conditions? that are really driving people to come into our emergency rooms. We'll always be there to provide the care that's needed, but how do we get into more of a prevention role so people don't have to receive care at late stage, which we know isn't always the optimal place to receive care. So somebody going through the certificate program would, for example, they understand the connection between uh, lack of housing and how that affects emergency room operations or food insecurity and how that affects uh, the work, you know, the clinical interventions that may happen with um, diabetes. I mean, is there that sort of connection between what a lot of these leaders are trained to deal with? And that is, again, that sort of acute clinical care setting and really understanding, again, what happens before someone shows up in an emergency room or in a physician's office. Yeah, you're spot on, Brian, really thinking about, like I said, when you come into the emergency room, you know, often we we diagnose a clinical issue that's happening, whether it's, uh, you know, a headache or high blood sugar. Um, But to your exactly to your point, often that's exacerbated by community conditions or what we call social determinants or social drivers. So someone that's experiencing homelessness is, is certainly going to be far more at risk when they come into the emergency room or if they're admitted to the hospital in terms of, you know, what happens when they're discharged. Right. How do you really understand how to ensure that they have the continuum of care and really understanding, you know, the, the really the complete picture of, of a community? Or, you know, if someone is um, you know, really suffering with financial issues and they're diabetic and perhaps coming in at the end of the month because they've run out of money for food, really making the connections between clinical conditions and what's happening in the community. And that's so important because so often what our health really is is driven by so much of what is happening in community. And again, I have to bring in the health equity piece, too, because we've been talking about social determinants for, I'm sure, decades and decades. And and Julie could probably be more accurate in in how long um, that attention among uh, you know, clinical leaders, healthcare thought leaders about, hey, we really got to focus on those, these social determinants. But now health equity, health disparities has really entered the conversation again because, you know, it, it, George Floyd may be the tipping point on that. So 
I want to now just switch a little bit to an article you co-authored. Uh, it was for the our friends at the American Hospital Association regarding equity in healthcare leadership. And in that article, uh, really, the, you stress the need for healthcare leaders to have what's called an ACE mindset. On uh, ACE is attention, connection, and empathy. Can you can you tell us a little about that? Because I think that also we we really were. Um, very interested in, in some of the ideas you laid out in that article, kind of in relation to this, uh, you know, again, having our leaders understand not only social determinants of health, but also um, how important health equity is. Yeah, thank you, Brian. And, uh, and that's really core. Any Anyone that's worked in community health really understands, you know, we've we've known health, health inequities have existed for a long time. And that unequal distribution of health actually is is core to what we do and understanding where those inequities lie and to clearly have the skill set. So this isn't something that's done in isolation right. when you're looking at health health equity, but it's core to the strategy to ensuring that all people are, are you know, improving in their health. And so going back to the ACE mindset, that's really having creating a culture, not only within an organization and, you know, whatever organization, whether it's a health system hospital or if you're in a community based organization of paying attention and really, you know, having a focus on the context of where people are coming from. And that and that requires, you know, just not looking at what's being manifested um, and ensuring that people, you know, when we talk about uh, diversity and inclusion, that we're paying attention when we do bring in either people with lived experience or, you know, really ensuring that people of color are, are at the tables that are making the decisions that we're ensuring that there's a safe environment for them to make sure that their their knowledge and expertise and lived experience can actually contribute to strategy. And that really takes understanding and having an attention um, to where people are coming from. And then making that connection, you know, that authentic connection. People know when you're listening and when you're connecting and you really want to hear their story. Because it's really often about um, lived experience and understanding understanding and not making assumptions. And then that empathy, that's just, I mean, all leaders really need to have that and really understanding, you know, the situation um, and where people are coming from and not making assumptions based on your own lived experience. So it's creating that culture of, you know, attention, connection, and empathy in, in, in you know, the boardroom, to the community, to listening sessions, to ensure that we are creating a culture of belonging, that we all belong, we're all a part of the solution, you know, moving forward into the future. Right. Also in that article, you mentioned, uh, and I love this, that we must hold equity to as high a standard in healthcare as we do patient safety, which I, I think is, is so important. And, and I love the fact that you made that point. But um, obviously, again, Leaders in, in clinical care, they love to measure stuff, and it's so important to measure. So my question is, how, uh, you know, what could you share with healthcare leaders of how they might measure progress on equity, similar to how they measure patient safety, for example? Yeah, it, I mean, that's so core that, it, as I mentioned earlier, really addressing health equity can't be something that's done in isolation or in a department. It really needs to be core to the strategy in terms of how you're thinking. I mean, if you think about what health reform really is, it really is breaking down and understanding health equity and the social drivers of health. That's how we're going to 
really cut the you know curb the cost of healthcare is understanding what those issues are and in and ensuring that everyone understands when we when we talk about health equity how to how to really look at it how to understand it how to drive how to drive solutions and um, not have it be just an initiative but have it if this you know health equity really needs to be how we do healthcare you don't have um, quality without addressing health equity and social drivers. So they need to be embedded and in, 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 in integrated into um, all strategies. Well, let me bring Julie back into the conversation. So Julie, you've heard Doran and I uh, talking about both uh, the Community Health Investment Certificate and again, the article that you flagged that we both thought was so good. Um, what else do you want to uh, ask Dora or do you have any reflections on what she said so far? Well, Dora is just spot on when she talks about this being a deliberate effort, that we've had compassionate and, and highly professional uh, people within our organizations for a long time. But what we're talking about now is paying attention to equity um, and using an equity lens. In community health needs assessments, uh, we like to think that we were looking at disparities, but a lot of our folks said, uh, we looked at the statistics, say, of maternal and infant deaths, and it wasn't that high in our community until we took an equity lens and realized hmm. that in communities of color, it was real high. So um, uh, I think that paying attention, whether you're a quality leader and looking at data uh, through an equity lens uh, or working in the community um, and the tools that she's going to be preparing new practitioners for are essential for that. So, Dora, uh, to kind of wrap up, um, what would you say to people who are interested in this community health investment certificate? If you would, just kind of make a pitch for, and I guess it is, it's a 12-month program. Maybe just we'll go back to that and, and talk a little bit about how uh, if people are interested in learning more about it and, and what sort of the parameters of that certificate program look like. Yeah, thank you, Brian. And I think it's so important in terms of the University of Providence is offering this and our, our faculty are people that have been working in this field for a long time and really have a lot of, of, of experience in terms of how to, uh, you know, really implement some of the tools and resources and, and make the difference with the strategies. And so, you know, anybody that it, it, it does require, a, you know, a bachelor's degree, but whether you want to just really sharpen your skills and uh, be, be a part of the, it's a 16 unit program and it can be accomplished in a year. It's all online. So regardless of where you are in the country, but whether you wanna sharpen your skills in community health or health or health equity, or you want to become a leader of the future. You know, say you want to, your MHA, it's a great foundational certificate that can really lead you to your advanced degree. And so we're, the University of Providence is open. Um, we're, we're, we're here, to, you know, to really be a foundation for anyone that's interested in, in an advanced degree or is interested in health equity or is interested in really connecting and aligning social and clinical care. Um, regardless of where you are in the organization or in a, you know, in a community-based organization, you need these skill sets. We often have people that are working in finance that really need to understand, um, you know, the importance of investing in community because it's often not a, you know, it's often not something that's, um, you know, a profit generating 
but it certainly is a core part of a strategy of any health system or any community that, you know, wants to thrive into the future. So it's, it's a foundational course certificate, Brian, but we're also partnering with other universities so that we can have preferred partners to um, be a part of this program. Um, I think maybe Julie can talk a little bit more that we have a preferred partnership with Catholic Health Association. So anyone that is interested, um, that is, you know, a participant or an employee in, in a CHA participating organization um, can have a preferred pricing into the into the program. So we're really excited about it. We're excited about creating networks and really developing that that future leader that's going to help us improve communities. Right. And you're, you're so right, Dora. What's exciting to us about it is that there are opportunities for CHA members to um, to participate in the program, but also some of our leaders to be um, guest faculty or have some joint yeah. appointments or some mentorships. And we've already talked to some of uh, your, your faculty about some um, capstone projects being done in some Catholic organizations, which will help the student and, of course, help us as well. Brian, I just wanted to to add that what's so important about this program is that it's really based in the the principles of public health. And one of the things that we found in community benefit programs is when someone comes with a good understanding of public health, our programs soar. Hmm. You know, I heard one person say before we had someone with a public health background, um, we had um, a line dancing. Now we have Tai Chi. <laughs> line dancing doesn't make anybody but Tai Chi, we know, will will, will uh, help people for um, older people. So it just makes all the difference when we have a cadre of leaders who are prepared, who have the basic sort of knowledge that this program is going to be giving. Love that visualization. Uh, Dora, real quick, is there a URL or website where people can learn more about the, the program? Yes, Brian. If you want to look at, you know, the University of Providence, www.uprovidence.edu and go into the CHI certificate program and you can apply online or, um, you know, if there's, there's uh, you know, a, a full faculty that is there to answer any questions or feel free to give me a, um, you know, contact me at my email, dora.barilla at uprovidence.edu. We're here to answer any questions or if you have any opportunities for capstones or being engaged in the program, we'd love to hear from you. That's Dora Barilla. She is the program director for the Community Health Investment Certificate at the University of Providence. Dora, thanks so much for being with us. And our other guest, of course, was Julie Trochia, Senior Director of Community Benefit and Continuing Care at CHA. Julie, always delightful to have you on the show. Well, I'm a number one fan of the podcast and it's (laughs) delightful to be here. And this has been another episode of Health Calls, the podcast of the Catholic Health Association. I'm your host, Brian Reardon. You can listen to Health Calls on any streaming service or app that provides podcasts. You can also find our podcasts at chausa.org slash podcast. Appreciate Josh Matica for producing this episode and Brian Hartman from Clayton Studios in St. Louis for engineering. Thanks for listening. 